you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Watson keeps, floats, wide open, touchdown, Texans, Jordan Thomas. Pass, Amendola, double pass. Receiver is open, that's Drake for the touchdown. Watson standing back there alone, and speaking of alone, there's Hopkins. Hopkins, touchdown. Uh-oh, the Houston Texans are coming on. Dan Hans is here, the Around the NFL podcast, riding solo here. Uh, going to throw it to me and the rest of the boys previewing all the Week 9 games in just a few minutes, but we're going to start with Thursday night football, a 42-23 to win for the Houston Texans, and it could not have been uh, more impressive, especially on the offensive side of the ball for Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, playing one of his best games uh, as a pro, maybe his best game as a pro, uh, completes 16 of 20 passes, 239, five touchdowns, no turnovers, a pass rating of 156. He had, here's a stat, here's a good stat you like for your quarterback. Had more touchdown passes than incompletions. Uh, the Dolphins really had no answer for Watson, and that is um, my big takeaway from this game is that Watson blew out his ACL during a practice on November 2nd of last year. So we're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Uh, this is the first time where I was watching him play, and I thought to myself, okay, this is the guy – uh, his college coach called him the, the next MJ, or I guess the first MJ in, the, in football. So we, you know, it's a weird thing. Um, and this Deshaun Watson, this version, is the guy that c- took the league by storm last year. Uh, his ability to to keep plays alive with his legs. Uh, he had a couple big scrambles in this game. Um, just one big scramble, but 14 yards, and it was a big conversion. And uh, he kept numerous plays alive with his feet, including some of his touchdown passes. Watson played tremendously well in this game. And the Texans left for dead at 0-3. And statistically, and history is instructive, usually an 0-3 team, it's all over. But here we are, five wins in a row. They have control of the AFC South. And I know they've had issues with the Patriots historically. Um, 
especially in the playoffs. But guess what? When you look at the AFC playoff picture, I think it's time to take the Texans seriously because uh, I think they are not at New England's level, not at Kansas City's level, but I think it's they are getting to that point where you got to put them right up there with the Pittsburghs, the Baltimores, and you could say, yes, well, you know, they beat up on the Dolphins at home. And the Dolphins, let's be serious about the Dolphins here, uh, they started 3-0, and and they've lost four of five, and they look like a very mediocre to poor football team. So you got to keep that in perspective. But I just think that this is a, a Texans team that this is when we talked about going into the season that they had a high ceiling and a low floor, and 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 you saw the beginning of the season you thought it was going one way, and now it's going the other because if Watson is all the way back, Lamar Miller, I, I've been waiting for this Lamar Miller revenge game. Against the Miami Dolphins, I, I've been championing Lamar Miller for years. It didn't really work out for me, but it did on this Thursday night because he plays his former team and goes 18 for 133 in a touch. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, is his numbers won't jump out at you, 6 for 82, but he scored two touchdowns, uh, and the one catch that he didn't get credited with was one of the best catches you'll ever see. Got wiped out by an offensive penalty, uh, but uh, his ability to... His ability, concentration, balance, speed, and power. Uh, I don't think there's any other wide receiver in football that is like him. He's truly unique, and you can't give a, a bigger compliment than that to to Nuke. So he, I mean, he was unbelievable. He makes, he's got the best hands I think since Chris Carter, in my opinion. Um, and he puts it all together, and he is a scary talent. Him and Deshaun Watson, after years of Hopkins dealing with. One Hammenager after another as his quarterback. Him and Watson as a team going forward is a scary good thought. Will Fuller, by the way, a draft pick a couple of years ago who was supposed to be the guy you lined up on the other side that would compliment Hopkins well. He looked just like the guy they need him to be in this game, 5 for 124 in a touch. So you can't say enough about how this team looks on offense. J.J. Um, Watt had another sack in this game, very active, especially early. Uh, the defense, opportunistic, making plays. They could have been credited with a defensive touchdown uh, at the end of the first half. It got called back, but uh, and then they would have been approaching a 50-burger. So this was a total effort. And, uh, again, the Dolphins, they are who we thought they were. I think a lot of people at 3-0 and weren't buying in, and the Dolphins are not very good. Uh, and I know Brock Osweiler is not a great quarterback, but how much better is – how much better is Ryan Tannehill? I don't know. You you tell me. I think it might not be that big an upgrade. Uh, I don't think the AFC East has ever been in worse shape than it is right now outside of the Patriots. I think the Patriots can win eight games maybe this year and win that division. But they'll win 13 because that's what they do. So the Dolphins have fallen back to earth. Their best chance here is to hang around and maybe be in contention for that sixth wild card spot. But I don't see it happening um, so a big win for the Dolphins and uh, for the Texans. And one last note on this game, uh, the third quarter was wild. I, t- I texted the, the boys uh, that this game was sneaky great uh, because it was, you know, a lot of back and forth fun on a Thursday night between two teams. Maybe you didn't expect to be enjoying yourself watching the game, and I, and I, I did quite a bit this game. Greg had a great response and, and, and reply on text. He said the third quarter has been drunk. And it was the uh, Danny Amendola, beautiful pass uh, on a trick play by the Dolphins. The new catch that I talked about that got called back, one of the great circus catches you'll see. 
Devontae Parker, who finally showed up for the Dolphins. Maybe he'll get a trade before Tuesday. Uh, he had a crazy catch on a deflection. Will Fuller had a long touchdown. And then the quarter ends with an a a onside kick uh, from the Dolphins that did not work and was really their last gasp. I think Adam Gase saw the writing on the wall and knew this team wasn't going to stop anybody. So there you go. That is uh, Thursday night football, 42-23 for the Texans, who are alive and well. Now to the rest of Week 8. The preview begins now. The Around the NFL podcast has eaten too many sandwiches. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. hey Thursday! We are here. I don't even have memories of my house at this point during these weeks. We are here so often. Mm. All I... The only thing that I really remember from this entire autumn is just sitting here staring at the three of you. And you, you sound so excited about that. No, it's not a bad or a good thing, but it's just it, no. it is it feels we are I'm always sitting in this Well, seat. this is the week 8 preview. So we are in we are in it right now. We talked about this last week too. We'll talk about it probably next Thursday as well. But by, by Thursday it's a, it's a long week. It feels like the end of a journey. Uh and I actually was thinking about it you know, on yesterday's show i pitched the idea of all the gms getting on a, a subreddit or west you and i were going to launch an app maybe charge like i don't know 8.99 a month or something i feel like gms could afford to pay more than that i jacked that up 99.99 a month yeah i mean we are saving them from making bad trades and not capitalizing on the you know sort of the values that they have so yeah. i feel like we well, we're off. I mean, make the app first before we start right. with the you know the One bragging about time. the. But a good yeah. idea. I have an even better idea for today's show. We're gonna have to get somebody with like a, just a, you know a modicum of math sense we'll involved it. because neither of us have any. We'll get we'll cut them in just a little bit. I have an even better idea today. Okay. Um. The hi, Greg. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for this idea. Uh, the Eagles and Jaguars playing in London. That's the first game we're gonna talk about. By the way. Um. Well, the second game, you just heard, of course, our uh, Dolphins-Texans recap. That was great. Uh, but the first game we're going to preview is Eagles-Jags. The call of the game is going to come from NFL Network stalwarts such as Rich Eisen, Mooch, Irvin, and Kurt Warner, all in the booth, four-man booth. We went to London last year. We're going to go to London next year, God willing. God save the queen. <laughs> Why don't we call a game, the four of us? And I'm not even remotely kidding. We call a game next year in London during the London series. I love it. I'm fine if no one's even recording it while we do it. We just do it, the four of us, just It could be a supplemental thing where people can choose this feed in Game Pass or something. Who would be the play-by-play person? I would be terrible at that. We would be able to do anything we want. This would be like (laughs) the platform would be like some kind of streaming service or something. I don't think, like, Fox is putting us on. Maybe put it on the app? Uh, put it on the app. On the GM app? Yeah. The app. Why not? <laughs> so only NFL GMs will be able to witness this. <laughs> Didn't the um, – We'll open it up. We'll have a temporary uh, window, uh, a keyhole, if you will. I'm making up jargon in that industry now that will allow people to flood the app for a temporary 
um, period. We need Greg, Greg out there on that like, boogermobile that we discussed on the Twitter no, show. Greg's definitely on the boogermobile. I'd be down with that. But I mean, Sky Sports. For the defensive line analysis that you're going to be Sky Sports offering. is there at Wembley this Sunday, and it was there last Sunday. So who knows? Maybe it's not that crazy of a notion. Well, isn't there a precedent I'm for not this joking. in the NBA? I, th- I believe the starters did this in a preseason NBA there you game. go. I'm not joking. Why? I, I agree why with you. Erica could be like part there for halftime. So maybe we'll start another movement. Uh, once upon a time, we had a hashtag on to London movement, and I think it involves sending pennies to Roger Goodell via postcards. Strange and retro. <laughs> that was about, what, four years ago? Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll come up with an idea. Uh, we might not even launch it till the spring or the summer. Uh, because you want to you know, kind of build toward it, and it's, right now is obviously the worst time to do it because it's not going to happen this year. Uh, but put us in a booth for one of the three-plus games next year. Not kidding, Greg. Not a bit. This is not a bit. I mean, if if they're allowing, you know, Rich Eisen and Steve Mariucci and those guys to do it as kind of like a crowning achievement of their NFL Network's career, it feels like we're up next. Right. <laughs> well, we're way more popular over there than those guys. Come on. Are you sure? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that may not be the angle we want to take here with right, this campaign. Right, but it's not, no, this it, is just it's not playing over Infighting, there. It's playing but... here. It's playing in the United States. Right. right. Well, is it playing there too then? No. Who's calling the game over there? Oh, maybe they do just take that, the feed. That's true. You're right. You're right. They just take the feed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they in the U.S. That's they, a good point. They don't like us over here. Uh, this building is not a fan of our show. But, like, they're not going to use us here. <laughs> but in the U.K., they can use us. I, I think there's a clear channel for that to happen, a clear pathway for that to happen. All right. There you go. That's, that's my second idea of the week that I really think is a home run. All right. We got a lot of games to get to. Uh, four teams on by Chargers, Cowboys, Falcons, Titans. Uh, but a lot to get to. So let's start with the London game. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, are coming off a really, really tough loss um, in week seven. And now their their reward uh, after. Did you unplug me? What are you doing over there, Gerg? <laughs> Grog! <laughs> What'd you do, Grog? No! What, uh, what is no, going Greg- on? Grog! We are off to a rollicking start <laughs> on this Thursday night. Uh, anyway, so, yes, the Eagles, uh, a tough loss. One of the worst losses, probably the worst loss of the Doug Peterson era. Seventeen uh, nothing fourth quarter lead uh, against the Panthers. They lose at home 21-17. Now they go to London to face the Jaguars, who are in a free fall, as we know. Lost uh, losers of four or five mark. Blake Bortles gets the start on a short leash, according to his head coach. Uh, you gonna you gonna see a Blake Bortles with his back against the wall, dominant effort overseas. I like that he said that he was totally at peace with being the scapegoat for all of Jacksonville's Jacksonville's issues. But a lot of times the scapegoat suggests that you aren't really the fault, the reason for the issues. But he absolutely is part of the pie that is an undistasteful uh, <laughs> treat right now in Jacksonville, <laughs> a team I don't enjoy watching at the moment. I just simply trust the Eagles more. If you watch that Carolina Panthers game, they melted in the fourth quarter, but they really controlled that game for 46, 47 minutes. And I really blame the secondary down the stretch for what Cam Newton and the Panthers did in the final, really basically eight minutes of that game or so. The Eagles, to me, have a MVP-level quarterback in Carson Wentz playing as good as he's ever played. He's statistically so much better right now than he was at the start of the season. He looks completely healthy. The Jaguars feel one quarterback switch away from total chaos again. They're in free fall. I think they're in total chaos. They are in total chaos, and I am in a bad situation 
right now personally with this contest that we have, and I'm just going to lock up the Eagles right now. I don't care what anyone thinks. They're the road team. That's two with the Eagles because Greg already locked them up. I locked it up ago. two weeks ago. Yeah, so we're. I'm just riding Greg's coattails. I have to tell you guys, I'm locking up the Eagles too. All right. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna unlock it now because what's the point of You're unlocking? Three? Yeah, sure. I'll pick another one. It just seems like what's the point then? What, why don't all four of us lock up the Eagles? You can. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm not locking. Up. I'll, I'll just pivot. Why not? You can pivot if you want. Sure. I'll pick another game. All right, so you're unlocking. Yeah. You have an unlock drop, Erica? Greg is back on the acid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just I feel like what's the point of three of us have the same lock? It's like um, it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. It's fine yeah. if you lock it. You yeah. could if you want, but the the Eagles are a team that hasn't shown to be any good. I've been locking them semi permanently just as hope. At no point in the season have they been anything but mediocre. They are actually ranked lower than Jacksonville in, in efficiency in, in DVOA. They're around 20th, which makes sense. They're about a, a slightly below average offense, a slightly above average defense. Everything that I believe that they can be has basically just been hope because I look at the roster and think it all will come together. And it should this week against you know a lousy Jaguars offense. But it's like, sh- let's start seeing it. There. It's funny because all of that is true, but teams are still using the Eagles as a measuring stick. They're still a statement win opponent, even though they're not that good. They they one big difference between this year and last is Jason Peters. Like they have a problem at left tackle, whereas usually when he's healthy at least, and he was injured obviously for part of last year too, you know, that's a huge asset. So that's a big change. And this week you're going up against Yannick Ngakwe and whoever else they want to line up over there, and that's a problem. But the Jags' front seven is getting pushed around in run defense. I think you can run on this team now. Nick- they, are, they are ranked 25th in run defense, in fact, the Jaguars. They're a weird team statistically because they're ranked second overall in total defense, first against the pass. Uh, but they're getting killed in the run, and they are tied for 30th in the NFL in turnovers. They are not turning the ball over, and when you combine that with how often their quarterback turns the ball over, that's been a big part of their problems, field position and game-changing plays. Also, when we look at like DVOA and that stuff, I get that that's over the course of the whole season, that maybe Jacksonville ranks higher than, than Philadelphia, but right. there's there are segments to the season. In the last three weeks for the Jaguars, they have been a hideous team. On defense, absolutely a nightmare. Yeah, it's more the the Eagles' point that I that I'm stressing. They had that one game against the Giants, but other than that, it's six weeks of basically mediocre results. Even their wins so uh, you, against the Colts. Why were you going to lock them up again? Oh, because I like them. I just like picking a team that I you know I want to root for and I think should get better at some point. And you know they're they're I think they're a better team than the Eagles. I've been expecting them to come around, but there's been no evidence that. That they've they been came, showing I mean, they killed the Giants and the Giants stink, and they were great for three quarters, especially on defense um, last week, and then it just crumbled. I still, I still feel like they're going to be okay. I do, I do too. I, do too. I mean, that's, that's I think why, that's why I, I feel confident this week. But they're probably, they may never, they just will never be last year's offense, which was just built differently than this well, one. Well, t- two things is that. Number one, we forgot a big item of news on Wednesday's show, which is Derek Barnett is out for the season, which is yeah. one of the biggest surprises and biggest items of news, I think, all year. Uh, I mean, all week, rather, because he's a, been a huge part. They, they're good because of their defensive end uh, rotation. And then the other thing I'd say is this is usually where Blake Bortles 
pull something out of his butt. It's like the Sweet. very moment where it seems oh, yeah. like they're absolutely ready to give up on it. I think One that's the kind I don't want to lock them. What? I don't want to lock the Eagles for that very reason. This is the Blake Bortles. This is where he wants to be, I think. I will Back never be against afraid the wall. of Blake Bortles. No, I wouldn't no. either. The Eagles are Bring better. him to me. The Eagles are better. Rejoinder. The right. Eagles are better. we got to move on. The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Uh, are up. They um, lost 24-23 heartbreak. My boy, Justin Tucker, sweet Justin, missed that extra point, but he's ready to bounce back, and he's traveling to Charlotte with his teammates who still love him to face the Panthers, uh, who we just talked about, had that great comeback win. Um, Wes, this is Cam Newton versus the Ravens' number one defense. Is Cam Newton physically okay? He's going to play, but there's a shoulder issue here. Yeah, Ron Rivera said he has no doubt that Cam Newton's going to play. I don't think this is like a major, major injury. Uh, it sounds like something he can manage. And I think Cam, I don't know if we're going to see 65% completion rate all year, but I do think we're seeing a different Cam working with Norv Turner. And he's reached like that final fourth stage of quarterbacking where you are able to manipulate the defense before the snap or you're able to read the defense and adjust accordingly. And I think he's doing way more of that this year. Um, this is a stiff test, just like it was a stiff test for, for the Saints defense last year or offense last week. The Ravens defense is very good, and I th- this has to be one of the most even matchups of the week. For some reason, I think the Ravens are like just slightly better than the Panthers. You gonna lock it up? No, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't like I don't like locking up a road team. We have so even history on the line. West with seven straight locks to start the season can mm, be juicy. Have the record to himself if he can lock up mm. a Week Eight ball game. There's a lot of similarities, but n- not stylistically, but that Cam Newton and Joe Flacco, who are two guys that I think of, especially last year, as the most up-and-down quarterbacks this, in, the, in the league, have been very steady. And I think that's really helped the Ravens. And you kind of know what you're getting out of Flacco every week. And for the most part, you know what you're getting out of Cam Newton every week. And I, that's a change for those two that's, guys. Uh, that is one of the most drastic changes of any quarterback because Cam has been so up-and-down with his mechanics. I can come up with ways why this, how the Saints could – get past Baltimore's defense last week, a lot of different ways. But with with this Panthers offense, I just don't see a lot of opportunities for explosive plays. There's not a huge downfield element to their passing game, and really they're going to have to find a way to run the ball. And they, the, the running like results haven't been as good the past two weeks, but they've been buried in two 17 nothing holes. That had a lot to do with it. Right. They need more, though. They What secondary receiver is going to step up for the Panthers. Right. They need DJ and Moore and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel or, to touch the ball more. Or Greg also, Olson. And not who, turn like the ball everyone over. assumes Greg Olson's back in the lineup. Here we go. No. You know, he's the key guy. He he's moving he's not he's moving like he's, a guy who's about ready to retire and is coming off a major injury. That's how he's moving right now. It looks like he's protecting himself. And and so I don't know what that means, but they could they could use him to be the, the second Well his 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 foot is held together by tape and staples at this point. <laughs> so the, that's problematic. The Ravens could really use uh, a running game, though. There was a, a quote by the whoever was announcing last game, the play-by-play guy at one point said, like, Alex Collins, you know, running violently but not getting very far on second down. And I thought, like, that's a, a nice way to sum up Alex Collins in general. Like, he's always running really hard and a lot of crazy things are happening. <laughs> and then it's like he's averaging 3.5 yards. Yeah, but did yards you know that he did some Irish step dancing? <laughs> The in the off dance? season, he, he, to work on his, his footwork. Apparently, that goes all the Are way back to high that? school. <laughs> that was uh, that was last season's trope. They hit. Did they still every hit week. that every week. Every yeah, it's still it's oh still on. Gosh. They need Kenneth Dixon to come back. Mm. Were you aware? That would help. I was aware. I'm now looking, trying to figure out like which games are the main point of the the lock 
competition, I think, for me at this point, is just to avoid scorn when I make the pick. So let's go with the Ravens on the road. That's like the – I mean, it would be nice to get it right, but let's go with the Ravens on the road. Why not? That sounds like a guy, speaking of protecting yourself, now you can get it wrong. It's like, well, I wasn't really even playing Oh, no, I'm trying to get – I think the Ravens are going to win, and I'm absolutely going to pick them. Uh, to win, and it's a it's a coin flip game, as Wes said. So it's a good one to go with. Who you I think are? Is there win. is an element of that at play with the locks, where you've got to somehow figure out how to pick a lock that everyone's not going to frown on verbally right. for 14 minutes after you make your pick. I try to. That's also <laughs> true, but I try to pick games that don't look like they're going to go down to the final minute. And this one, to me, looks like it's going down yeah. to the final minute. Uh, so you lock it up. Yeah. Lock it up. Certainly, good look in the mirror there. And you like, oh, yeah. what you, you like what's looking back at you. I mean, only if it's right, I guess. Moving on. <laughs> the team of Around the NFL is uh, coming out of their bye. Oh, yeah. Come out of their bye and uh, lose two games. Uh, you know, they get beat by the Dolphins, which just looks worse and worse. Uh, and then uh, they go back and forth of the path, but can't keep up at the end of the day. Lose by touchdown at home. Uh, now they have a chance to get back on track against the Jets uh, at home. Uh, a Jets team, uh, Greg, that's brutally beat up right now. And now uh, the latest injury is Bilal Powell, who is out for the year with neck surgery. Robbie Edison hurt his ankle in practice. There's going to be a lot of special teams players on the Jets offense trying to catch passes this week. This seems like a really good setup for the Bears, a cruise scenario. I mean, a 3-3 three and three Bears team probably shouldn't be looking past anyone, but you're right that I do think that the Jets are going to recede further into the meaningful games this season, whereas the Bears, I think, are going to stick around. But they have to be worried about Khalil Mack being so quiet the last two weeks. They're kind of not the same team when Khalil Mack is quiet or not 100%. Like, he has not helped them playing hurt, assuming that's what he's doing the last two weeks. Which makes me think, can Leonard Floyd show up and make some plays? Because this is what he was drafted to do. Is this what their defense would have looked like if they didn't trade for Cleo Mack? They right. Were, they which were just going to be a bad defense. Which is okay. I, you know what? After watching that game, they played fine against the Patriots. The defense gave up 24 points. They did force some punts. You're playing a really good offense. It, it, it wasn't a, But it just wasn't like a difference-making defense, and that's what we thought they might be. If you're a Jets fan, well, Dan, you could tell me if you disagree. I thought the first quarter against the Vikings, and that's not a long – segment of time, but they really, really <laughs> hung around and played well, and then it, then they just completely, their offense is so beaten up that it's, it's, it's the, one of the most inconsistent offenses in the league because it's a, just a bunch of jabronis out there. Yeah. Like, you, you, it's, it's guys you've never even heard of trying to catch, like, screen passes from this Sam is, Darnold. This is the case of a, a Vikings team just being much more talented and kind of overwhelming their opponent as, as the game went on. I'm really nervous about... Um, Sam Darnold's progression here as he goes through his rookie year because um, I don't know how he's going to be able – if this is a situation where he doesn't have anybody to throw to and, and the blocking's not good and they're going to be playing from behind, I just don't want him to get hurt and I don't want him to have a season where he throws 28 yeah. interceptions. And um, really through no fault of his or even Todd Bowles, I, I don't like the direction the season is heading uh, and I don't like how this game feels at all. Yeah, I agree because I think the Bears are due to turn around. But if you're the Jets, you're hoping you get a little healthier in the secondary and you hope Mitchell Trubisky gets a little less. He's been very lucky. No one has a better ratio of like solid looking stats to not playing very well 
than Trubisky, who's had a bunch of interceptions dropped. Eli's waving his hand right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> and, like, when Trubisky misses, this is what worries me. When Trubisky misses, he misses by, like, 15 yards. Mm. And this is a guy who's supposed to be accurate, and maybe it's it's more down the field throw, but it's like he misses by a ton, and he has, I don't know where Allen Robinson's been. That was supposed to be their number one receiver. Right now I think he's fourth on the team in Matt, receiving. Matt Nagy addressed that, and you can either believe him or you don't, but he says Mitch is doing that at my instruction. When the play isn't there, I've instructed him to throw it away and not come close to the play. So that's in what, terms I, of missing the throws. Yeah, okay. he said if the throw isn't there, if it's tight coverage or if, if it's not there, throw it. Don't throw it that close. I still though see a quarterback that like I don't know from I okay. I, I don't want to build an offense around a scrambling quarterback, and I don't see a guy that's like a pinpoint passer at all. Let's move on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and three. Coming off that uh, three-point win over the Browns in overtime travel to Cincinnati to face the Bungles, who got humbled uh, at Arrowhead. A, a really yeah, they did. dreadful Sunday night loss. Uh, Greg, will the uh, excuse me, Mark, will the Bengals bounce back uh, from being blown out? Uh, and is Tampa the exact right team you want in the building? I don't know how the Bengals talk about looking at yourself in the mirror. If they fall here at home to Tampa Bay, it, then suddenly sort of everything that I thought about Cincinnati before the Chiefs game, the wheels come off of all those all those uh, pretty things that I thought Cincinnati could be this season because they're just another team at that point. Tampa Bay obviously played – they played awfully in overtime against Cleveland, but Jameis Winston and the, their passing game – can damage people, and they were really potent for most of that game against Cleveland until overtime. The one guy that's vanished entirely and didn't have a catch in regulation was Deshaun Jackson, and yesterday when we were dealing with that computerized minstress, Bridget, <laughs> Bridget. I was going to suggest that we have Deshaun Jackson as trade bait mm. to maybe a team like the Jets or a team like the Texans that could use someone else in their game. He's not – Winston – this has but been – But you forgot to bring it up because of your blind rage or what, what happened? Uh, well, it was my third option, and I, we didn't, we didn't cycle – Not. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, the Bucks are 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. They're only like a half game behind the Bengals. I don't think they should be trading people. They should be trying to go to the playoffs. I just – it's just the one thing that – I feel like NFL.com has written like 6,000 Jameis Winston trying to get in sync with Deshaun Jackson articles. <laughs> that's fair. And there it's is not, something it's there. It's the one thing that's not it's happening. It's real thing. Because it was happening with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He throws it, a different deep ball than Fitzpatrick who throws rainbow – Fitzpatrick throws him up in the air and lets Deshaun Jackson run under it. Less effective. Winston throws it more on a line. I, if I was a contender – and if Deshaun Jackson wasn't working in Tampa, I'd give up like a fifth-round pick to take on his co- sure. salary for next year. Yeah. Uh, he was leading the league in receiving after four weeks. Yep, and, that's and then, only he, what then he vanished. Cost. He vanished. He's it's a, like, I, come on. He's a 30-year-old receiver. He's getting. He's actually, I think, due to make like $11 million next year, and you don't even necessarily have to pay him. Right. Uh, and you just have him as a rental, potentially, and give up a late-round pick. Oh, the one thing I'd say, was Tampa's giving up 40 points on the road. Well, also they fired their defensive coordinator, and I thought played much. They better played on better. They did last week. Yeah, and the, they're playing an offense. The first half in Cincinnati that now really just has two receivers. It has Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. But in in 2018, that doesn't really like fly. All these great offenses have four or five options on every play. They've got nothing from John Ross, who's hurt again. Losing Tyler Eifert really hurt them. And so they're a little more one-dimensional with a pretty lousy defense that everyone got to see last Sunday night. It wasn't just because they're playing the Chiefs, because they're a lousy defense right now, even though they have good players. That Eifert injury was a killer. Yep. Yeah, their production has gone down in four straight games on offense. And then on defense, Burfick's not practicing this week. Um, so hmm. we'll see. But 
Greg, your accountable hot take is not going well so far. Oh, yeah. It was that Chris Wesseling would admit at the beginning of November that Jameis Winston is playing great football, which, yeah, it's not off to a good start. I think he's played about what he normally does. Right. Some good, and, and some, good like, some bad. Winston could have played like Patrick Mahomes, and Wes probably wasn't. No, let's, let's talk about a guy who just <laughs> keeps making bonehead mistakes over and over. How many years into his career is he now, and he still plays like a rookie? And we keep treating him as if – Oh, he's got this great ceiling, but he's been the same player all along. I think the Bloom's coming off the rose a little bit on that yeah, end he, as well. Here's, here's, it doesn't feel like people are quite as high on what this guy's ceiling is. I hear you, but he's a year ago. younger than Carson Wentz. He's 24 years old. I know, old. that's part it's of what people career, say, It's a long career. People yeah, say that about gonna, Matthew Stafford. Next he year, he'll be a year younger than someone else, and the year after that, he'll be a year younger <laughs> than <laughs> someone else, and he'll still be throwing games away. Here's this was a rough hideous, accountable hot take by you, Greg. I don't think there was a sacks. lot of it was always, hideous sacks. It was a, it was a long, long shot. Here's the thing, though. He's already... You're right. Maybe his ceiling's not that high. He's already a league average starting quarterback. Right. So that which it's, he's been, it's, it's which not he's been like for it's not years. like he's doesn't have value. With, he's a with, he's a solid wait, starting quarterback with baggage. Yes. Yes. Baggage. Yeah. It's fair. All right. Let's move on. The Seahawks are three and three. Uh, a get healthy win against the uh, Raiders in Week Six. Then they're by, uh, and now they head to Detroit to face the Lions. Uh, Wes, you locked up the Lions last week. You felt good uh, about them going to Miami, and now they got a home game, and they also got Damon Snacks Harrison. Uh, I would assume he'll be part of the game plan against the Seahawks. How you feeling here about two, three, and three teams? Going back to the well, locking up the Lions again. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Back-to-back Lions. Look at you. Why Why the confidence? I like the way they're playing, and a lot of that is their rookie class. on Johnson, mm. who I'm not sure who he reminds me of. Maybe Darren McFadden. I saw um, on Twitter you were trying to – you were going back and forth with some people yeah, trying some, to figure out. Some, I mean, he's – He makes people miss, though, and Darren McFadden did not. Absolutely, Darren McFadden did early in his career. He Uh-oh. had two great seasons with the Raiders. I mean, give me a break. When Hugh Jackson was running that team, Darren McFadden was playing at a Pro Bowl level for a couple of years. So I don't want to hear that. He did, he did not make people miss in space, though. <laughs> he, he absolutely like a, did. You are incorrect. How did he average over five yards per carry? Guys, in those let's years go back to the run. 2010 tape right now. Yeah. Pause the show, <laughs> and let's figure it out. I mean, of course, when he played for the Cowboys and he was washed up, he didn't. But uh, Frank Ragnow is playing much better, the first-rounder. on Johnson uh, and Deshaun Hand, a guy they drafted in the fourth round on their defensive line, is getting after quarterbacks. Hmm. I, I like this rookie class. You know, I like um, – that's a great name. My favorite Lions name still is uh, Jerry Ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching him. Big fan of Jerry Ball. Cleveland Brown, too, for a while. Yeah. These are two really improved offensive lines. You mentioned Ragno. I mean, the Lions kind of controlled that game we talked about in the offseason that they were supposed to be much better up front. It took a little while to come together. And then the Seahawks – the Seahawks look like a different team. I know they were playing the Raiders, but in general, their offensive line has not been a problem this year. ESPN had this whole analytical study of who has the best tackle combination in football and pressures, hurries, all this different stuff. They had the Seahawks as the fifth best combination of tackles in the league, which seemed a little crazy to me, but I do think that they've gotten improved play and they're good run blockers and they've got a bit of an identity. So I don't. Th- I think this is the week Wes is going down. I, l- I think mm. the Seahawks win this game, but I love the, the, the Seahawks team. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm not I wish I didn't already blow my lock. I would have just gone right against What, you. change it again? I'm All right. Let's do it again. There's no rules let's here. Go, let's do it again. <laughs> oh, wow. This is That's funny. how you pick up ground on Wes. There you go. If you win. Lock it up. If you win. Erica, or you fall even further behind into a total pit of darkness. You're basically done in the race. Taking a I'm road done team. Ooh, <laughs> Taking a road dog. Why not? 
I like. Oh. I do. I do think the Seahawks are good. So it's it's also. A I do too. I want. A I want do to too. Happen. But the Lions are playing some good football right now. I think the Damon Harrison trade is perfect for this defense. In the three games they lost, they gave up 180 yards rushing. And they've been kind of back and forth as a defense. In the three games they won, they gave up less than 100 rushing. Mm. And this addresses their biggest hole on that defense right now. And I think it's a great it's, – it's a fit, and it's a fit for the coach. It's a fit for the scheme. Um, we are five games into our preview. Greg has three locks so far. <laughs> All three have been road dogs, by the way. <laughs> Going hard. A little fun fact. Moving on, the Denver Broncos, 45-10 victors on Thursday night, so they get a kind of a mini bye, uh, and they need it because now they're going to Arrowhead to face uh, the Chiefs, who also won 45-10 in Week 7 and look as good as anybody in football on offense, including the Rams, Greg. Who's got a better offense right now? It's a good question. Brief aside. Hmm. I would take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are harder to stop overall. A, a, a li- I mean, that's it's. I don't know what they're. They're two of the best offenses we've seen in a long time. And one of the reasons the Chiefs are so good because, like last week, the Bengals tried to keep them all in front of them. You know, make them kind of work the way down the field, not go, not just all big plays, and it didn't matter. Like because all of these guys can break tackles. Kelsey, Kareem Hunt is leading the league in in missed tackles right now. But I, I think the Chiefs overall are better. I mean, the Broncos had. I guess this, if I had to choose one, the Broncos had this team beat about a month ago. It was in their building. They could not figure out a way, and and Showtime, according to Joe Tessitore, took over. <laughs> uh, but it's it's they're going to need to a lot more on the road here. This is a tough task for any team. Chiefs are the fourth team in the last 15 years to average 37 points per game through Week Seven. 2013 Broncos, 2009 Saints, 2007 Patriots. Mm. 37 points per that's, game. That's wild. Well, one of one of the reasons that's a little under the radar is the Chiefs have the number one special teams in the league. That so so you're adding the number one offense in my mind, and it, according to Football Outsiders, the number one special teams where they're they have great field position, they have great return units, they have a great field goal kicker. It's like you don't need to have a great defense if if you got all that going on. Yeah, and there is room for improvement on that defense. I think they they did it last week. Played great. Dorian O'Daniel and Brendan Speaks are getting some playing time with Justin Houston out. I think that's going to be valuable down the stretch. Uh, to me, their defense is playing a little bit better. They get Daniel Sorensen back soon, who was on IR to begin the year. Von Miller hasn't had a sack in two years against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, are, their offensive line has protected Mahomes really, really well. They do everything well. and the, I, the, I, That Broncos from last Thursday, the game feels like two years ago, but that was like they did not, their coach did not lose this team. Not the way they played the Cardinals. I know it's a terrible Arizona team, but Von Miller played out of his mind, and he's going to have to do it again. And the Chiefs have the Von Miller stopper and former Brown, Mitchell Schwartz, who, he's been awesome. who has really won that matchup against Von Miller I, over and over again. And I want to – you brought up Vance Joseph. I don't think he's out of the woods here with job security because no. let's assume this goes how we think we'll probably go, you know, let's say 40 to 17. Throw it out there. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're sitting on three and five. If you don't win that Houston game uh, the next week going into your bye, Vance Joseph's in, 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 still in a bit of trouble, even though he had that big resounding win last week against a terrible Cardinals. I just wonder, I guess, with some of these, because you've already fired one of your coordinators who deserved to go in Mike McCoy. 
But um, or not sorry, that's the Cardinals. But like they, who the do Broncos you? Broncos fired him last year. It's hard right, to keep so track you, of who at fired this point, please. But who do you hand the team to? Like, what's the point of, of firing? Should the head we coach? bring no. Mike McCoy onto our show and then fire him like in week eight? <laughs> that would be a that bit, feels a like bit kicking a man while he's down. It feels like it. I would not wish getting fired three times in like twenty months on your worst enemy. That's pretty rough. Well, the only thing twenty is, months. I can't remember any NFL coach that ever happening to. He got. He was asked to do the press conference after the last game ever played in San Diego. He talked to the media. I happened to be I was sitting there. By the time you got back up to the the press box, there was a photocopy on your on your desk with a statement that he was fired. In the time between walking up in the in the <laughs> in the elevator, he was fired over that time. And now he's been fired twice since. That's what a, a rough the paper was on coming off the copier while he was speaking. It was hot. Uh moving on. It was hot in more ways than one, Greg. The way you told that story was hot. What if we have him on the show and not fire him? Nah, he's not going to be doing a good job <laughs> based on what we've seen. It's a totally oh, different trade. Scams. <laughs> oh, guys. All right, here we go. The first place. Oh, yeah. The NFC East, the leaves changing color, you know, getting back from St. Margaret's, going over to Granby and Poppy's house, and there's Poppy on that brown chair. And he's holding that root beer, and he's got his pretzels. <laughs> And uh, and I say, Poppy, how are the Giants doing today? And Poppy says, Yeah, thanks, Poppy. So is he super plugged in on the Giants, or is he he's somewhat in? He's apathetic? into the game, and it's not really a time for conversation. Mm. I didn't have a lot of deep conversations with my grandfather. He was a, he was a somewhat quiet man. <laughs> uh, but when the Giants were on. You weren't going to get. You weren't going to be going back and forth about. Oh, look at this! Look at this zone defense scheme. Wait, right. what's Sims doing today? No, it's kind of just like Poppy's watching the game in the den. And if you want to sit there and watch it with them, you can. But don't expect to be in a heavy uh, hands off, Poppy. You know what that reminds me of? A fan's notes. We yeah. go to the bar to watch the Giants, and you don't want heretics genu- you know, <laughs> genuflecting in the middle. Oh, it's the, the worst yeah. when you're trying to watch a game somewhere out, and someone's in your ear. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. Uh, anyway, so the reason I thought of that is because the Redskins and Giants are playing. Uh, and also I watched the – I had it on my DVR for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, the Lawrence Taylor um, football life. Did you guys check that out? I, saw I haven't parts seen of that one. It was very good. It was a, gr- a good uh, way back machine. That. You should check that out, Mark. Uh, great uh, time machine of the NFL and that division in particular. Anyway, so here are the Redskins. Uh, four and two. They are leading the NFC East, and they really now – um, get a get an opportunity to set themselves up well going into the second half of the season because here are the Giants, who uh, Mark are just in tatters right now at one and six, trading away Eli Apple. We didn't really get into that on the last podcast. Uh, in addition to the uh, trading Snacks Harrison to Lions, they move Eli Apple to the Saints, and this was a guy that was a difference maker. Uh, maybe didn't live up to his draft hype as a first round pick. Uh, his mom maybe made more headlines than him in his two years in New York, but he was a piece of that defense. So this is a complete – they're in complete shambles right now, and the Redskins couldn't get them at a better time. They've given up on their season. They're in purge mode, and we both come from somewhere where we have a lot of Giants fan, – like Giant fan friends, and I don't know if you're getting the text. I'm getting texts from some. They're furious with what's happened with this team yes, over the are. past couple of years. And that you guys talked about the Redskins-Cowboys game as like an old-school NFC West Rumble, and I couldn't agree more watching that. And what I loved about Washington, what they did against Dallas, was they created two major turnovers of Dak Prescott fumbles that changed that game entirely. 
and they have a chance to do it again. Eli Manning is getting banged up every game, two plus sacks and six of seven appearances. He's getting hit as he's just getting hit left and right. And the Redskins, basically, this feels like an absolute wipeout if they can con- mm. keep a lid on Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley. Like the Giants are confusing. They have these players that you'd want on any team, and they're unwatchable as an overall franchise right now those turnovers from the Redskins defense that you mentioned DJ Swearinger having a great year oh yeah and to to my mind maybe the most underrated player in the NFL Zach Brown inside linebacker is one of the best run stopping linebackers in the league um and he is the heartbeat of that defense I think they you would assume their defensive line which we've been talking about all year would kind of dominate up front that you couldn't really run on this team. And so then it's on Eli. And one, one thing I was thinking watching that Giants game where I thought Eli played pretty well overall last week was throwing the ball pretty well, but he is so often not on the same page with his receivers. And that's something it's unfair to compare him to Peyton Manning, but like that's what Peyton Manning did best was basically be on the same page of his receivers. You could, you could drop a new receiver onto his team and, first year it's like the timing would just be perfect and you just see so many times with Sterling Shepard and Ingram and even ODB that like they're not seeing the field the same way I have I am getting out of the Eli defender business but when Peyton Manning got old he didn't look so good dealing with new receivers I imagine like if Eli is washed up then yeah for one year look good for one year (laughs) He, he Peyton Manning got out he had one year and he got out and he won the Super Bowl. I just don't like these, like the team that decides it's going to channel itself through a running back. No matter how good the running back is, it's just like you're 15 years behind what's happening right it now. It was tough to watch that game. I, I, I hit on it a little bit on the Twitter show, but Saquon Barkley is as talented as any running back in the league. But when, when you're just running him into a wall over and over again and then – Every how many times how many touches did he have in that game? I know it probably it probably was all right around yeah twenty three. It felt like it was one hundred and twenty three, <laughs> and there was just no way to run an offense. There was one play I think it was a third and two, uh, where and this is on Eli for not seeing the field as well. But he run, Barkley runs out for a screen to pick it up. Three convert defenders converging upon him, and Eli just put, throws it to him anyway, and he gets swallowed up for a seven-yard loss. And I'm like, this is not how football should be played. Like, I am not Bill Walsh or, as a, a you know drawing up plays in, in the in the dirt with Joe Montana, but I know this is not how offense is supposed to look, especially when you have skill players on this team. It's tough. They're a tough watch right now. And I, I won't do it again. I don't remember the last time I disagreed with the comparison as much as all of the Barry Sanders comparisons to Saquon. Yeah, Barkley. I don't get that. I don't I mean, see that at all. If he's also like forty more pounds and right, he's a much more physical guy, and he's got explosive jump jump cuts like a young Adrian Peterson more you, than a Barry. You're Sanders. right about the right timing, by the way, because Adrian, you get Adrian Peterson going up against a team that just got rid of snacks. Oh, it's like, yep. it's like thank you. Could be a buck twenty for you, boy. Wes, he how about a buck twenty and a touch? I mean, he's on a Pro Bowl. He's on a Pro Bowl. He's playing Bowl like pace. a Pro Bowler. Uh, let's move on. The Brownies. <laughs> it's not a thing. Okay. Not a thing. Uh, two, four, and one. Uh, a disappointing loss uh, at Tampa last week. Now, now they're up against it. Sometimes you got to win these games. Sometimes you got to win a game. You got to win the Bucks game because the next week you got to go to Pittsburgh yeah. now and face the Steelers coming off their bye. You do, I guess, catch a break. Um, a mark in the sense that Le'Veon Bell isn't there, uh, but they're they've been fine. Ju- they've been fine without him. Was. They got to make their own breaks. They've been fine without Le'Veon Bell was. Oh yeah, they've been they've been fine. And to me, this matchup, what I'd be worried about as a Browns fan is there seems to be a disconnect between pa- Baker Mayfield and his pass protection. 
I don't I can't put my finger on it, but he doesn't seem as confident in the pocket when he drops back and he's getting hurried a lot. I can't tell if that's his fault or the offensive line, but there's an issue there and the Steelers uh pass rush has really come alive the last few weeks. So to me that's that's the matchup to watch in this one. I don't like the matchup at all. I mean Cleveland also, this is another one of those like slay the ghost type games. They haven't on Sunday, come Sunday, they will have not won in Pittsburgh in 5,502 days. And the last time they won... How many won, years is that? Well, the last time I was remember sitting at my <laughs> parents' like 17 house... 17 years? What is it? 2003, Tim Couch beat them on a... I think it was a Sunday night Six years? football game. You were sitting game. on your couch watching couch? 2003. Sitting on my couch watching couch. Yes, I Could you just tell us the years because the days... 2003. Said, said 2003. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you told us. No, I was not going to have you... <laughs> Deduce that, but that's how that's just the story of this team. And like you, I, the way they played in the second half against the Bucks on offense with Nick Chubb, I, that was Nick a Chubb's an upgrade on Carlos. He, he is, he is. And I was, I wanted them to keep high just for the sheer sake of depth. Because if you lose Chubb for even a couple weeks, you've got nothing but Duke Johnson there. But they, they, they I think they lead the league in drops. And, and the left tackle play has been getting Baker Mayfield killed, and sometimes the right tackle play, and sometimes right up the middle. So I don't like the matchup against mm. – I almost was going to lock up the Browns in one of these stupid things that I do, and I said, stop <laughs> doing this. Don't do it. Stop. No, that would be stupid. How about the idea that Joe Thomas is a villain for retiring? How about that? No. No one's okay. that. Who said that? <laughs> this, I, I just that said does not I, I am curious, like, has the, the Steelers – no, because you're you're on the sideline and he's still like Browns fan number one. It's like if you love this Baker, it would have been perfect so much. Stay for another year. It would have been perfect for one more season, but uh, yeah, you know who knows. Think continue. about somebody else. Continue to savage your body, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> what Bridget. Did you say? What'd you say, Bridget? I, I actually missed it. Dan is hot and masculine. The trade old sir. All right, not a trade, but okay. come up with some new ideas. <laughs> Could have yeah entered a new one there, but well, she doesn't have a lot of the uh, RAM. Well, we can tell. I I want to know if like she's this- got a lot of everything else though. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what what are you saying? It's a robot. It's a hot robot. <laughs> it's not even a robot. It's Ain't just a computer. It's like weird science right now. It's just a computer. You thought screen. it was a computer, but now I'm peeling back the layers, and now you're learning that Eric and I went in the dumpster and put together a full robot. Mm. It's a monitor with a huge backside, and it is beautiful. Ah! The, the Steelers went into the uh, and it lives with bi- me. Oh no! I keep her in the garage. <laughs> what, Greg? What? What does Emily think about that? She doesn't know. I am <laughs> Jack the Ripper. <laughs> you have made something of an announcement here that's no longer probably. A- I have the only key to the garage. I'll stop there. Uh, what else you got in there? I'm having censored. Censored. No, that could be cut out of the show. <laughs> All right, go Nick ahead, Greg. going to save that drop. <laughs> I don't even want to go next. I can't follow that up. Oh, you had something, though. Something on the Steelers. I mean, it's probably at this point. Is it, you know, it's probably about, like, line play or whatever. Ben <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roethlisberger before the, the bye was just chilling. Like, they were the, – the Bengals were sending blitzes. The, the Falcons were – and granted, maybe those aren't the two best defense in the world – but, like, teams were sending people at him, and he was just, like, hanging out back there. He could not have been more worried. They could not have dominated their last two games before the bye up front more than they did. And as Wes mentioned, it, it came on defense, too. So I'm wondering, like, are those improvements going to stick? Because then they're back to basically being the Steelers team everyone expected. All so, right. 
Let's move on. That was worth waiting for. I liked it. That was good. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> why, are we, why are we constantly self-assessing during the show? <laughs> the Colts are 2-5, and five, um, but they look damn good in destroying the hideous Bills, 37-5, uh, last week, and uh, now they get the Raiders. How about that? How about that for a back-to-back to get healthy? Uh, uh, we just talked about the Giants being in a tear-it-down. Well, the Raiders just traded – Amari Cooper, there's reports that nobody likes the quarterback. I'm sure that's good for morale in the locker room. Uh, uh, so, Greg, uh, the Colts have a chance to really get rolling here against the down-on-its-luck Raiders unit. Yeah, if I had been trying to predict like what Wes would have locked up, which would make another fun segment. Why don't we just lock up who other people are going to lock up? Wait, are you going to say what happens? I was thinking the same thing I, earlier th- today? I would have guessed. This uh, did not pass the mirror test. You can't lock guessed. against the Raiders. No, I, this did not pass the mirror right, test. They're barely favored. They're favored. I mean, the Lions I are mean, actually favored that's by your more. Mirror. You're talking about your mirror. The Raiders, yeah, but we, here's the thing. The mirror is subjective. So, of course, that's one way that I do it, and that's all you need to worry no, about. No, I could not look in the mirror on this game. Remember the John Fox Bears where, like, once a year or twice a the year? The Eagles are favored by more than the, the Colts. So are the Lions, for that matter. This is, by the I way, don't care what the desert right. says. Let, let, let me just say <laughs> I'm just saying it's not is a there, crazy notion I think I to could, take the Colts. I feel like I can help here. Um, you use the line a lot to figure out the mirror. Wes, you do not. Let me say, because I did see these lines. Mm-hmm. It's a bad line. Yeah. Don't you agree, right? Can I oh. can I make my point about right. John Fox? Right, Wes, go ahead. Remember with the Bears, and once or twice a year, he would just punt a game. Like, he wouldn't even try to win. Right. It would be just like, I'm just going to punt 30 Did it times. against the Seahawks once? Yep. The Raiders in London. Pre-game decision. The Raiders in London punted their offense. They decided that their rookie tackles could not block the Seahawks, so they didn't try to pass longer than 10 yards. Well, well, basically, Carr was throwing through a shoulder injury. Too. Yeah, he they could not run an offense, and they knew it. Like it, by the middle of the first quarter, they said, "I can't. This guy can't drop back and throw downfield." But their left tackle hasn't protected anyone all season, and now they have a rookie right drafted. tackle too. And, and their left tackle was playing through a knee injury in that game too. So I mean, that's a lot of what happened. But no, I could not lock up against the Raiders. Come on, uh, for, I can't. You can't say it. Uh, but the the people in the desert, this is how much better they feel about the Colts over the Raiders this week. Ah! 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 And that doesn't that. that doesn't feel like it's No. They're not it's not passing the eyeball test for me the way the Colts are playing and how bad the Raiders are. I, th- that's Greg's world. You. I I don't assess that well. I mean they're at home. Yeah. It you know, if if we all knew what was going to happen ahead of time, we could become rich. But Marlon, well, I mean, no idea. are we going to are we going to do this endless circle of yeah. whether the desert knows what they're talking right. about or not? Right. No, they're always right. <laughs> no, that's not my point. Anything. I'm just saying you like, can't it, ever predict anything because nobody knows anything. I mean, what's the purpose of this show then? I honestly, I think predictions are are not the purpose of the show. That's very man. low. He's a nihilist. I love football. Like I'm excited for Thursday yeah, night football. Know. You guys are groaning about it. I'm not a nihilist. I don't. No, think I just want to watch it somewhere. Fun is like and a not bigger. Come here after, is a big right? part of the show. I do think the Colts are. Every much team better. is even. They're all 500, and they're all going to finish eight and eight. Greg. We we all love. They all have the same strengths and weaknesses. There's no use. Any analysis whatsoever is totally useless in the. NFL. I love talking about like wh- how the teams are different, and we love this Colts team, which is two and five. It's totally different than any Colts team we've seen because Andrew Luck never gets hit. He's been sacked once in the last three weeks. He doesn't run the ball. He's essentially a completely different quarterback than we've ever seen him be before. My dream is still in play, by the way. Uh, it's not likely because the Chiefs are having a really nice season, but everybody can still go 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> <laughs> Number 
before the season. Oh, I, yes. was, I was very excited about that possibility, and maybe that's the best way for football to be played is that everybody is in the mix. Any, anything can happen. Everybody goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Still in play. Got about my, two or three more weeks. On I, that I love the Colts, Wes. My thing is I'm worried about, like, I don't know if they're at the point where I'm just assuming that they're going to win a road game against any team. That's all. I don't like that Marlon Mack, he got downgraded to didn't did not practice today, and people aren't. I'm not sure why that is at this point. That was suspicious. Maybe it's a rest. I don't think you can rely on him. He's got an ankle injury right now, so we'll see. But They ran the ball well last week. Hey, G Suite is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools. Some people say productivity tools. That includes Gmail, Docs, Slide, Sheets, and Drive. These tools improve your work life, both in terms of your experience and the outputs you create. Hence the new campaign. Make it with G Suite. You know when you have 20 identical versions of a document labeled final and no clue which is the latest? Yes, it is very annoying. Highly annoying. So you make another version and name that one final final, right? That's yeah. That's well, with G Suite by Google Cloud, a range of work apps like Gmail, Docs, and Slides let you make real-time updates to the same doc without having to keep track of a version after version of a project. It's really good, guys. To find out more about G Suite's productivity tools, productivity tools, data, data, visit <laughs> gsuite.com. That's gsuite.com. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. Love football? Love fellowship? Love serving your community. Come on down to the Hermosa Beach Kiwanis Club. Our mission is to offer community support by providing mentoring and leadership opportunities through local service projects and youth programs. Our motto, serving the children of the world, one child, one community at a time. We meet every Wednesday at 12 noon at 2515 Valley Drive in beautiful Hermosa Beach, California. Our club has been in service to our community for more than 90 years. Hear that? 90 years. We are part of Kiwanis International an organization serving children for more than a century. We'd love for you to come join us at one of our weekly lunch meetings every Wednesday at 12 noon. The address, once again, 2515 Valley Drive in sunny Hermosa Beach. Why not stop by and be part of the fun and part of the change? Hmm. Hermosa Beach is beautiful this time of year. Let's um, move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, one and six, got spanked by the Rams last week. Travel now to Arizona. Uh, to face the Cards, coming off a mini-bye after they got embarrassed by the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. They get another home game here. Uh, Mark Sessler, uh, which of these teams has a better outlook for the rest of the season? I think it's the 49ers. I mean, you're already into coaching switches with the Cardinals. I do think it's interesting, though, Byron Leftwich. Bruce Arians loved that guy. Wherever he goes, people rave about him. He's their new play caller. It's a, probably a nice change for David Johnson and for Josh Rosen, who looked absolutely lost against the Broncos last Thursday night. Two killer pick sixes, and he's not getting protected. And that, you're worried about Sam Darnold in New York at times. I get worried about where Josh Rosen will sure. be at the end of this season if this continues. Byron Leftwich has never called plays before. This is going to be it's, – it's an experiment. Yeah. It's, it's a desperate experiment, yeah. For sure, because I don't know. I don't know because it feels like Byron Leftwich was just playing in the league, and <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's going to be calling plays in the middle of the season, taking over. It feels like a big job for anybody, and you hope he he does well. But um, yeah, the idea that this is going to now solve the Cardinals' woes on offense that feels like a reach. We'll have to see how it, it works out. They, these teams just played. This is too close to be playing against each other again. Ouch! Like three weeks ago. Give me a break. <laughs> Get and, out the bunts uh, and blow doctor. If if you're <laughs> If you're a 49ers fan, you could not make a better schedule, though, before you're by. You probably play the three worst teams in the league. 
in a row. You're right. Except for themselves. Except for the Bills and themselves. <laughs> but the three straight one-win teams. I mean, that's as good. And the next two will be at home. So, uh, wow. If only they weren't on get, a five-game losing streak. Right. That get healthy. Their, that like, way season. to go. Get to three and seven. The Cardinals did not play poorly against San Francisco last time. They won. Yeah. I mean, they, that was their best game of the year. And, I mean, which it's <laughs> there's not many to pick from. But it's like – I don't know. You can't. The 49ers can't look. It's going out on a limb a little bit to call that their best game, but I, I'll go with that. Well, I mean, what's better? I don't know what's right. better. Well, they've only won one. Yeah. Even with C.J. Beathard at quarterback, I have more confidence in the 49ers offense, but I have more confidence in the Cardinals defense. I don't really trust the 49ers defense. No, it's terrible. Here, the can you know they built that defensive line everyone got excited about. We always All these hear how great picks. DeForest Buckner is and Armstead, and they took Solomon Thomas. And DeForest Buckner is good. It's He's not very as, good. It's not his fault his teammates are lousy. But can if that's your the identity, can you do something that group? <laughs> I uh, mean, sack, sack a, a quarterback. Yeah, make a difference. Pick this game, Mark. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I will go 49ers confidently. Wes. I'll go Cardinals at home. Uh, at the farm. Because I just traded for David Johnson, he's going to have a big breakout game. I got the Cardinals. 49ers, and I'm locking it up. <laughs> <laughs> for real? It just seems like a fun bit. Yeah, just keep You're going to do it? Changing, well, they are a road team. Them around. Yeah, that's well. Good. You're keeping up the streak. I like it. You know, it. whenever you can lock up against I'm the Cardinals, to, man, you got to do it. Trying to mix it up here. Uh, let's move on and talk about the Green Bay Packers. That guy on Twitter, <laughs> ATN Lockups, his head is spinning right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just—he's like rocking in the corner. He just like stops room. listening when he, when all four of us have locked up, and he he stopped listening 25 minutes ago with Greg's first lock. Stop it! Uh, the Packers coming off their bye, uh, and a bit of an underwhelming performance, uh, definitely on the defensive side of the ball in their last game of Monday Night Football. But they got the win against those Niners, and now uh, they better be scoring. Uh, because they're heading to Los Angeles to face the Rams, the NFL's only undefeated team at this stage, 7-0. and uh, Speaking of desert people, Wes, they don't like the Packers' chances here. Do you? I have a, I have a tingling feeling. The antenna are up, and I, I, what I, my instincts are telling me to pick the Packers in this game, but I just You're going to lock it up? I don't have the onions <laughs> to do it. Uh, I, I don't know why. You but can pick them. I, I, nah, I can't. I can't. I like rolling with the Lions two weeks in a row. Um, but I, I do think the Packers are better than they've shown so far, and they're getting healthy. They should get Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison back. And more importantly, Jair Alexander, the rookie cornerback, who was their best cornerback early in the season, should be back. Didn't their pass defense against C.J. Beathard and company spook you going against <laughs> the Rams and all those great receivers? It absolutely spooked me. As I said, they will have their best cornerback back. They, there, our our great research packet, which Dan always has up here, has a as an interesting note on Jared Goff. It, it's the most effective play action quarterback in the league in terms of yards per attempt, I believe, and going up against the last ranked uh, secondary in terms of going up against play action. Jared Goff hasn't had to do much the last three weeks. Even what he has had to do, though, he hasn't been quite as spectacular and difference making as he was. Early in the season, so now, all right, here, we got a real game here. I is wanna, Jared I wanna, Goff a system quarterback? No, is that I want to see the September Goff back in the mix against the Packers. Is that what and you're I think saying, Greg? I think we will. Isn't everything play action for the Rams? I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating it a little bit, but they do very little, just dropping back straight from center. They they do it 40 percent of the time, which is more than 10 percent more than any team in the league. So they do it far more than any other team, and, and it works. And when great. they're not doing play action, they're doing a lot of like ghost jet sweeps and a lot of trickery in the backfield before the snap. There's a game each week where I decide not to say a single thing of value, and that is this game 
that I'm choosing to do that That's with. An I mean, this is a great game, though. Well, Aaron well, Rodgers. I, it's in not Los like Angeles. it's not like there's not enough for anyone else to say. Continue on. A lot of Aaron's in this game. Aaron Donald, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it is the battle of the two greatest Cal quarterbacks of all time. Maybe there was another one that I have no idea. But oh, there's got to guess. I mean, I, they're better than Kyle Bowler. Is this connected, Mark? To I'm your just saying, is there a third that's better than Goff? I, I doubt th- it. There's one from the 70s or 80s. I is believe. this connected to your longstanding distaste of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? One I of the strangest things. I don't have a distaste for Aaron Rodgers. It is the. The Packers fans that moan about their up-and-down luck when you've had, like, 30 <laughs> years of the best quarterback play to watch ever. Settle down with your complaints. I have gotten tweets before from Packers fans saying that they should be on the pain rankings. Please. And they need to calm down. Please. With that. They're on the pleasure Steve Bartkowski. Are we having two different conversations right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how podcasts work. Uh, by the way, uh, Todd Gurley on pace for 25 uh, touchdowns. Mm. On Pretty the ground. Good. Pretty good. I, I want to. 32 total. touchdowns. Don't you guys That's want the Rams to keep winning and stay undefeated up until that Chiefs yeah. game? Yeah. Until well, the Chiefs game, yes. Just, I mean, just a couple I, weeks. I, I, do, I get a little concerned that we no. sometimes feel like we operate as an extended PR limb for them, so I would like to see them be challenged <laughs> on some level. Wait, so, like, the game will just be terrible if they're not undefeated going into No, but it just would be – it add a, a little fun uh, element to what's already the And game it's of in the Mexico year. City. Right. Why aren't there, we going to Mexico City, by the way? It's kind of dangerous, I think, to start – uh, I've heard that. I would not. Like I would love to go. <laughs> I would love to go. I don't know. About we should that. get it. We should get on that. Mexico City may be dangerous, but I. Feel I mean, like, like probably parts of it. I, I parts feel like of it the NFL would go all out to make sure we were fully protected. Yeah, I'm sure Henry doesn't like the comment that was just made. I'm sure it's a beautiful strike city. it from the record. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are five and one. Uh, Tim Posey's going to Mexico City. How about that? Yeah, she is. What for? What reason? What are you doing there? I'm. I'm going for the the game. <laughs> Good for you. How did Just you like as that? a fan, or uh, yeah. are you working there? I'm. I may be going to go. This sounds. Wait. This sounds suddenly very shady. What do you, you cannot describe? What it is you're doing there? Um. No. I'm just. I'm. You know. <laughs> I'm going with Damashek and MJD mm-hmm. to shoot it. Ah. Uh, who's producing our podcast? Me. That's why. That's why we're not going. No, I. You want a little pull back the curtain, Erica? I knew about this trip that you're going on before you did. I wow. know you got you. You gave me the okay because you wanted me to have this opportunity, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a phone call Wait. from a shadowy league figure. Would you be okay with this? And I said, of course. We mm. would love her to go to Mexico and never be seen again. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. The Saints five and one. Uh, first place in the NFC South. Travel to Minneapolis. Here's one of the best games of the season, potentially, boys. A rematch of that famous divisional playoff game. Uh, Stefan Diggs, one of the most memorable plays in the last 30 years in the NFL. I'm going out on a limb, but I don't care. Uh, uh, Saints, Vikings, Greg. Oh, yeah. Rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle. It is as good a matchup as you can have with two of the best quarterbacks in the league. But to me, the best quarterback right now is Drew Brees. He would be my pick for MVP. I mean, you're, you're splitting Whoa. hairs You're splitting hairs between him and Patrick Holmes, but I would give him the ever so slight edge. I'm thinking of a play last week. This is what MVPs do. Down 17-7. You're in Baltimore. 
late third quarter. It's third and long. They send an absolutely perfectly timed blitz where a safety gets through free and gets all over Drew Brees. And you know what he does? He still completes a pass with a safety draped all over him. You pick up the first down. You go score a touchdown. You you score a what, 17 points in the fourth quarter against the best defense in the league, and you go win a game on the road. That's that's what MVPs do. I saw something in that game I never saw before. Sean Payton went for uh, went for the fourth down on four different times on one drive to open the game. <laughs> four different times, and it reminds me of um, Sam Weiss when I wrote the Ohio River offense said, you know, the, the no huddle gave him – a per, you know, a few percentage points edge on everybody every week. And if you have a quarterback who knows what he's doing, a veteran, that gives you another few more percentage points that you take into a game. And this is what the Saints are taking into a game every week. Sean Payton's aggressiveness and play calling and Drew Brees gives them like, I don't know, 8% chance already before the game even started mm-hmm. to win. And then you look at a team like the Browns that has punted 16 times in the opponent's territory this year. The next closest team is the Texans with nine. I think coaching matters that much. Ouch. Vikings have faced Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold. This is not going to be the way it is this week. That's a totally different deal. I like The one thing, though, on, on the flip side for Kirk, for uh, Cousins is John Filippo. I think, is becoming the next big head coaching candidate because you look what he did with the Eagles last year and Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, and now I think he's getting – the best possible version of Cousins as well. He might be interviewing with both of our favorite teams, by the way. I January. just the, 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 one of those, these articles start coming about who the names are, and he's at the top of every one of them, and I, he he's got a good track record this, at this point. This matchup got me thinking, though, about the guy who made that play, Stefan Diggs. The last two weeks, he's had 33 yards each week. He got targeted 14 times for 33 yards. As great as the Cousins to Thielen connection can be, this team would be humming if you're getting them both Diggs and Thielen going at the same time. Uh, and back to Drew Brees for a second, because that is interesting, Greg. So I haven't heard anybody say that Patrick Mahomes isn't the MVP leader. And mm-hmm. you, I think you make a lot of sense. In addition to the fact he hasn't thrown an interception yet, uh, and he's averaging eight and a half yards per attempt, Drew Brees, and his team is five and one and leading the division. His completion percentage, which it's it's been always been great, and I think he holds the NFL record, and he's said it a couple times now. It is all the way up to seventy-seven <laughs> percent. So it's just like that doesn't happen. That, that's that's an absurd number. He's also seventy-seven percent. He's also only been sacked nine times in six games. So he's not putting his offense in and a hole. And he's making more plays on his own, like that one. I mean, granted, a lot of those throws, of course, are short easier throws, but he's making a lot of tough throws this year that stand out. And your boy, and I'm not taking anything away from him, Tom Brady got all the love for being old and great, and I feel like Drew Brees doesn't get that love because Tom took it all already, and people now, since he set the bar or reset the bar, it's not that big a deal, but this guy is as good as ever, and he's 39 turning yeah, 40. I like the Saints in this game. We should pick this game. Let's pick them. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. I don't feel confident about it, but I think they're the better team. You know who's helped the Saints a lot? Your boy, Demario Davis, who's been on both of your teams. He is having a great great, season. Leave him getting to the Jets for like a cup of coffee. Great season for them. I almost locked the Saints. I had it on my piece of paper, but then I got a little freaked, but I'm picking them to win it. Uh, The the opponent is too good to lock against, I think. I like the way the Vikings are playing. I love them at home. 23-20. Squeaker. Finally, Monday Night Football. You know, I, I asked for it, and I got it. I said, if you're going to have the Patriots in primetime, put them on the road. Right. Because then you can watch a fun game. All right, so who they got? Who they got? Who they got? Oh, the Bills. Oh, thank you. The worst team in football. 
Yeah, it's uh, Tom Brady has 16 touchdown it, passes Greg. this season. The Bills have three. It's not your fault, Greg, but it gets me so mad. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they've just got it made playing the undefeated Chiefs in primetime. What an easy matchup. Give them some credit for a great victory. Well, we talked on the on the Twitter show. I <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not going to feel bad nah, about it's just the like Chiefs. The home games. This is absurd. And then they're like, one. we have to give the we're going to give them three primetime games in four weeks. And we're, we're, we want them to be at home for two of them. Let's put them on the road just once. Yeah, do it with Buffalo. Well, let, here's the thing. The Operation Bills haven't Pink had a Pony, home baby. Monday night football game in a decade. So they're trying to do something nice for the Bills. But, you know, Bills, ratings nice. poison. So who do we got to put them with? America's team. Well, that's her. We Wait, talked about flexing. We talked about flexing these games on Monday night, and this is the exhibit A. <laughs> right. This is exhibit A because this is not this is not great for a Bills fan to on national TV. If this goes the way you think, forty-five to ten or something, that's not what you want everyone watching. You want no. your team hidden away on one PM. Those were a playoff team last year. Which I get that, but you, you got to put them out there maybe. in week two or three to make sure you know the wheels haven't fallen off. They should just you know what they should do. ESPN should do for this game. In the bottom right-hand corner where they usually have the NFL logo or the ESPN logo, just have the hashtag Operation Pink Pony. The entire game, Thank four you. straight hours. Thank you. This is why you don't hire a defensive-minded <laughs> head coach or why it probably doesn't help. Cause, like, I don't think it's going to happen a, as much in You the can future. do a yeah. decent job on your defense, and like you better have a plan on your offense or else it, it don't matter what your defense I've is. got a fantasy tip for people in Ooh. deep, deep leagues. Let's check this weekend to see if the Patriots activate Kenneth Farrow from their practice squad. Sony Michelle is not practicing. They don't have an inside runner, and Kenneth Farrow won their practice player of the week last week on the scout team. So you get a good part. You get a special parking lot. If he gets elevated, and you're in a deep league, maybe maybe. Where are you picking up Derek Anderson like in a super deep league? Leagues aren't deep enough. We never updated. Sony Michelle is not out for the season. It sounds like he will be able to come back, and that's a huge. It's a huge part of their offense. Another it's a big run, break. It's a running Another back break. I mean, huh? they've lost like half of their. Also, their deep. That's a break. Their deep passing. Josh Gordon has made a big change last yes, couple he weeks. Is. He has sixteen targets in the last two games. I would sit Gronk again this week. By the way, but I, I think he's practicing. And he he's is. He is. Sounds like he'll Come be on. back. Trey Flowers, Give that old dog another week. It done. Once every five weeks, I have to just mention Trey Flowers is like the best defensive player the Patriots have had. Once every five weeks? Yeah. So we'll check back in yeah. on I'm just saying, 13. he doesn't get much love. He's great. Uh, that's it. Uh, check back in with us on Sunday night. Oh, we got to pick that game. Society sure. has deemed that we must pick this game. Let's well. all get out on a limb here. I got the Bills. I got the Bills 30 to 10. Wow. That's surprising. I'm going to go with the Patriots. 41 to 17. Okay. Wes? Patriots, uh, 23, hmm. 17. Wow. Patriots, 27, nothing. You know what? I'm going to go Patriot. I mean, Bills, 40 to 10. <laughs> that would be a tough. Listen. That would be one of the worst moments of the Belichick era. <laughs> that's for sure. That's it. Okay. All right, uh, we'll be back on Sunday night with uh, a recap of all the games we just previewed, so make sure you check that out. Also, a reminder that every Tuesday at 1.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, and 9.30 p.m. overseas in the uh, U.K., you can uh, watch our Twitter show with Reggie Bush and Colleen Wolf and all sorts of fun. Uh, so thank you for your support. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. And don't forget about Bridget. I'm coming home, honey. <laughs> Till Sunday night.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.